good afternoon, good evening, or welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, today is the 12th of April, 2023. It's a good day to praise the Lord. Um, I thank God. Um, I just thank God for His grace and for His mercies and for everything that He's doing in my life and in the lives of those that I hold very dear. Um, I've spoken in the past in this my podcast about um, you know about the spirit of fear, about anxiety and all that but maybe I think I just need to talk about this a little bit more I found out that so I think I've always been a worry what I think I've always been somebody who worries about things a lot I think you know I'm I've always been that kind of person I think so as a child but I think it has gotten worse um it has gotten worse as I've grown older and I think in recent years and um you know how you can have a problem and you don't know that you have a problem you know sometimes you have what you would call um, I would call undiagnosed um sicknesses or undiagnosed issues you know what I'm saying you don't have you don't know you know you really don't know and sometimes maybe even because it's your normal it's your norm I mean that's your own normal so you don't realize it's strange it, it takes you maybe going into a relationship with somebody else and the person is like wow you always do this this is not right and you're like don't everybody do this like for instance I found out that there's some people that actually don't worry as they really tell us that nothing bothers them as you know or even if they think about something and they feel bad they just shrug it off and they're like well you know I can't do anything about it and they just shrug it off and so I, I I grew up thinking it was normal to be concerned about what people what happens you know like if I did something and it went wrong I, I did you know I just thought it was normal to be worried because I was raised that way I was raised maybe I would have been a normal worry watcher I don't know but I was really raised you know I was I was an only, I'm an only daughter I was raised with that let's just say I was raised by somebody that made you me really that kind of person that every step you take in your life you have to x-ray it and analyze it did you do it well even when i'm reporting it back the analysis of what i did is sometimes even more intense than even what i did myself it was always about did you do this have you done this have you know so i always felt it was important to get things right in life and to do the right thing and to do it in the way it's supposed to have been done and i think i have a bit of that nature myself let me just say it's just the way I was raised because although I know I was really raised that way I was raised to feel responsible for things I was raised to be the person who makes sure things go out right so whenever things don't go well I feel very worried and then because I'm very it's very important for me for things to go well you just continue to really worry you know about oh I hope this I hope I hope in fact looking back now I wonder how I coped in the corporate world God really helped me deal with it but I guess the way I coped in the corporate world was that I made sure oh Lord I covered my bases I covered my bases I really did so that even if anything goes wrong it's not because I did not put in my my own effort so if it was if anything goes wrong I would have covered my bases and I, I guess in the corporate setting it was easy because by the time you send emails if people don't do what they can you won't feel bad even if you if, i mean well you feel bad to some extent but then you you don't get blamed but i guess it was under control so in a way i feel i feel it has gotten worse i think because um even after i've left that sort of like nine to five um 
but it's funny because I think in some ways I've gotten better. But anyway, it's just funny. So let's just say sometimes it it's it's so I think it's an up and down thing. I don't think I worry all the time. There are certain things that I have actually left with God and do not worry about. So let me not give the impression that I worry about everything. In fact, there's some things in my life that if it was somebody else going through it, you'd be wondering that, you know, there's some things I have left to God and I just pack it. But I think when I have to, so those things that I cannot do something about, I don't know how to explain it. There's just some things that I've left to God and I just live it and I don't worry about it. It may come up every now and then, but I function, you know. But I think the problem is, and I think I need to spend a little bit more time thinking about this. I think the, there's a, there, there are some situations that put me in a put me under pressure, and I've come to realize that travel is one of them. And it wasn't always like this. So that travel, that whole process, oh my goodness, creates a level of anxiety in me that I don't think is matched with any other thing that I face. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to write down the list of those things those areas and those situations that tend to really trigger it and i'm going to start praying over it because i'm saying that just looking at it that's if oh i have a spirit of fear or there's this thing working in my life it's not really helping because let me say i have a spirit of fear i'll say oh that sometimes the spirit of fear comes up i notice that it's more in certain areas than in others because there's certain things that don't move me the way they would move other people do you understand there's certain things but then there's certain things that do so maybe I can find a pattern and say, okay, it seems to be when I feel like, I think there's something about control because I think in situations when I feel I do not have control, but then there's, there's some other situations too that I know I don't have control, but I'm not bothered, but maybe because it's not affecting me directly. In fact, I just don't know. I really need to spend some time. I'm, I'm sure I'm not making a lot of sense here. If this is your first time of being on this podcast, sorry, I'm not always this, um, how would I say, discombobulated or, you know, disorganized or in my thinking, but it's called musings, in, musings with Jesus because I spend time reflecting and this, I'm just trying to make sense of this. So anyways, I, there's some times when I really, really have this very, very debilitating anxiety that can almost go into panic, you know, and this has, this, this is actually quite new, I would say, that's actually moving to the point of panic. What, I would, what you can almost call like a panic attack almost, almost, not quite there but almost it's 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 such that you know if you're around me you may not know that there's something going on but I mean almost getting to the point that I almost feel like I'm going to pass out, you know that kind of thing it's bad, it's really bad and um, there's a specific situation that brings about that what I don't understand is what it is about that situation why that one, why, why so I need to talk to the Lord about it. But the reason why I'm really just bringing this up is that I'm realizing that, man, we're so complex. God has made us such a, so, so complex that we can have... It's almost like a car. Let's look at a car. A car has... The, when you buy a car, everything is working and it's in perfect shape. And you drive it and you're just going. And if you're like me, the fact that you just get into the car and it goes sometimes make you makes you oblivious to the complexity of the car and the many things that need to be working well for your car to be okay and the fact that you're going and you're moving and you're whatever there may be a problem somewhere in the brain box it could be a tire in the tire it could be the engine or you know or the carburetor well in those days i don't think they still have those things but it could be there's a problem somewhere in the car maybe wear and tear something the engine is aging or whatever 
but that doesn't you can still be using the car for a very long time even it may be the fuel pump it may be the speed the speedometer it could be the brakes the brakes are beginning to wear um, thin the bare part the brake pads are beginning to wear thin there could be a problem with the gearbox you know but it's still it's not affecting your driving the car but then on a particular day maybe you now want to take that car on a long road trip maybe normally every time you you use it for short trips you know you just drive within the city 20 30 minutes you don't even spend too much time in traffic perhaps maybe traffic of 30 minutes one hour at the most but then one day you now take it for a long drive i mean we always say that that it is when you take your drive your car for a long drive that is when you will find out <laughs> every time you really know the condition of your vehicle you, you know you 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 in fact there are two things is either you know the condition of the car on the way going on the way coming or after you have brought it back because most times when you take your car on a long road trip and i mean those six hour drives four hour drives you know those long journeys and then you come back so back at two and fro four to six hours or more in fact if it's like 12 hours 24 hours, oh lord yes when you come back your car will start showing all kinds of traits that's if at all they didn't show some of those traits while you were on the trip but that's when you now know the true condition of your ta- of your car you will find out how strong your tires are or how strong they were you will find out whether you know your brakes are working pretty well you'll find out how much your car can cope under stress you'll find out whether you have a you know overheating there's a tendency to overheat or not you will know how long your fuel the fuel that you know how long it can take you you'll find out things about your car that you did not know before oh this is such a good analogy holy spirit so i think that's the thing so there are certain things that i do not there are certain conditions that put me under stress and that analogy of the car driving on a road trip is a good one because it puts stress upon the vehicle and it's a it's a a specific kind of stress so it's different from the stress that the car faces in inner city traffic it's 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 a longer drive the car is, 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 is has to perform much more it's driving on unfamiliar roads it's tested every you know so much more in terms of length in terms of du- durability in terms of speed in terms of the engine having to to go for a longer time so there's something about that entire situation that puts more strain on the car the same thing with me i find that there's something that there are two types of situations that i would talk about that i can think of that push me to that place that i don't want to be and it's i need to spend some more time thinking about why those situations have the potential to bring out that kind of reaction in me and it's something that i have to deal with it's not one of those things that i can say oh let me just leave and i'll be praying about it and god will help me no 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 no. we have to deal with this now and before now i was just using a generic or um you know confession of this the word of god i've not been given the spirit of fear but i'm now saying that it's not like i'm afraid all the time i'm not fearful all the time but certain in certain situations i become extremely fearful so i'm i'm and i'm going to spend time going to pray about it and i become very anxious that's the word just anxious not even i'm just anxious the anxiety is so much i'm like I just want to in fact i don't even know it's like i just i just need i can't even breathe so 
The Bible says we should be careful for nothing but we need everything with prayer and supplication. Make our request known unto God. I actually need to spend some time really meditating on this and praying and asking God, how do I resolve this? Do I continue confessing those scriptures? Because usually what I would do was, you know, the scriptures of God have not given me the spirit of fear, of power, of love, and also, and I would say that like seven times and, you know, allow my mind to calm down. It works, perhaps not instantaneously, but it does work. I'm sensing that I need a little bit more for this because I'm, I'm just sensing, I don't know. But I think I need to talk to the Lord but specifically about these things and not say, you know, because I've been praying generally, I say I bind the spirit of fear. Whereas it's not the spirit of fear. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm beginning to, it's like, it's like when you are sick and you have a problem like in your knee. I have a, it's, it's, instead of praying, oh Lord, I want to be healed from the crown of my head, you know, pray about the knee. You know, so that's it. I have been praying generally as though as as though I've been having a problem of fear and anxiety that is affecting my entire life. No, it's, it's not. I mean, I have a public life. I'm running a company. I speak openly to a lot of people. It's not stopping me from doing my work, from addressing audiences, speaking to crowds of, you know, as many. If you tell me to do it, come and speak to a crowd of 1,000 people, I will. You know, if I feel something that God wants me to do, I will do it with joy. I'll be so happy to do it, you know. And I'll, I'll do it very well. I may be anxious, I may be a little bit butterflies, but no. But this something that is a, an everyday life thing, not everyday world should be. But for some reason, travel, let's just put it that way, has become, it's, 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 it's causing me a lot of anxiety. And I, I don't know why. Travel and one other scenario that I, I won't mention, I won't talk about. And um, anyway, so I really need to talk to God about that. And, and, I'll, and I'll let you know how it goes. If I find anything out in my exploration with the Lord, I'll let you know. But... I think I'll just close this, and this is where, you know, this um, podcast, we go in the direction that the Lord will have us go, because I really wanted to talk about the name of Jesus at this time, but somehow, you know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, so I just have to go, I, I can't ignore, you know, what's going on in my mind, and how I feel, um, let me see, be careful for nothing, so there's the scripture that says, um, let me see, be careful for nothing, and it's actually saying be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, and it says, um, starting from verse 6, and it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on those things, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. So, what I like about this passage is that it tells us what to do. It says when you're anxious, don't, you know, don't sit with the anxiety, but, you know, begin to pray. Supplication is continuous, like prayer, petition, you know, just asking God and then thanksgiving let your request be known unto God and then he talks about the thing that one needs in that moment which is the peace of God that passes all understanding so for me after going through that anxiety and then praying praying the, the peace of God then came and it, when it came you know the peace just came and then I, you start wondering why was I what, what was all that about 
so i just what where i am right now is i need god to show me what i need to do to first of all so that we can deal with this once and for all and if there is a once and for all but if it's not something that i can be dealt with once and for all because of my context and whatever it is that i've been going on with me then i need him to tell me a regime of spiritual disciplines things that i need to start doing so that i can address this issue and what i'm learning and i think this will be useful for you know all those of us listening and myself as well is that what i'm learning is that spiritual discipline and spiritual wellness is very much like physical wellness in fact if you want to understand how to address a spiritual problem just treat it like either a fitness issue or a health issue because for health and fitness you have to do something to address it for a period it's not something that you just say okay like for instance i I, if you notice that you're putting on weight or your blood sugar is rising or your blood pressure is you know is rising or whatever there's stuff you have to do you have to reduce your salt and it's not reduce your salt for breakfast or lunch and stop no you have to watch your diet for a significant period of time you then have to maybe start taking medication daily for a significant period of time you know you know what i'm saying and you'll be monitoring there's, there's just going to be a lot of stuff you're going to have to do if there's a weight issue that needs to be addressed you have to start doing that diet you have to cut out red meat you know there's so many things you will have to start doing the same thing blood sugar so it's not a one day thing so i'm looking at it that i i have a there's a spiritual wellness issue now and I think this is where, again, our theology is so wrong. The things that we don't even understand how spiritual things work. But God says that the invisible things of God can be un- clearly seen and understood by the things that are made. So he has made the physical world a pattern of the spiritual so that we can sort of like look to the physical for guidance on what the spiritual possibly looks like. And the Holy Spirit will help us because now, and this is the Holy Spirit just giving me this illumination because really... When you have a physical wellness issue, nobody tells you do it for one day and stop or take one and stop. Nobody does that. The only thing you handle that way is like a migraine that you had, a one-off migraine. But when something happens once, twice, three times, it's no longer a one-off. And in the same situation, the same thing is happening, which is what happened to me recently. The same situation brought the same reaction. So there's a trigger, there's a whole thing around that so it has become something that I need to now begin to um, spiritually medicate myself towards, if you know what I'm saying. So it's either there's a diet. If it's diet, then it has to be the word of God that there's, I have to start taking um, spiritual uh, medication, which is the word of God, to address that issue. But I need to make sure that whatever it is I'm taking is going to address that issue and not just take it generic and address other areas that i don't want it to you know what i'm saying <laughs> so i mean you know which is why the difference between general anesthetic and local anesthetic local anesthetic if i only need my mouth to be numb to pull out a tooth then i take a local there's no point putting me to sleep my whole body going through the whole thing if i do not need to be put to sleep so that's exactly how it is so where i now need the wisdom of the holy spirit is for him to tell me do I use these general scriptures, which is what I have been using before, or do I need to now maybe pray about this specifically? Because the word of God, of course, will not have, I don't think it has scriptures that speak to this specifically. It has more generic things, talking generally about anxiety, talking generally about fear. So I've been using generic prayer points. I'm beginning to think now, and even this analogy that the Holy Spirit has given me about spiritual wellness is now making me realize that I think I need to go local. 
and that local is when I now start saying this thing that happens when this and this happens, I need to address it. So just saying, be confessing the spirit of fear, which is that other scripture that I think is in. I think that one is also in Philippians. God has not given us the spirit of fear. It's also in Philippians. The Philippians seems to deal a lot with fear and anxiety. Let me look for the one that talks about the spirit of fear. So I have been using the generic one, but I, I, I think I need... I won't stop using it, but I think I need a, a targeted one now. And I didn't pray about it. Yes. Okay, no, that was Timothy. Second Timothy 1.7 that says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So I'm going to now work with the Lord, and I'm going to come up with a daily regimen for myself on these generic scriptures probably for the next maybe 7 days 21 days I'll do it in 7 day batches so maybe 7, 14, 21 and I'll see how that goes and then as God leads me if he gives me specific prayer points for this particular condition then I will start doing it as well I'll let you know how it goes because um, and I, when I get exposed to that same situation if the same th- I'll let you know how God you know how it, how it goes because yeah, and, and, and what I'm sensing from this, which I think is useful to share, is there are certain things that I think I'm very good at doing that, very bad at that. I I I tend to tolerate and endure things for longer than I should, you know, rather than dealing with it. And I think what the Holy Spirit has been telling me recently is that I shouldn't leave those things undealt with. Is you know you you it's like when you have a pain in your leg and you just keep managing it. The pain is there. You're not doing anything about it. Just keep, you're not going to the doctor. You're not trying to do something about it, and you just carry on. One day you will not. You understand that that pain will stop you. So don't wait until when that pain now has gathered enough energy and it has been given enough license in your life or in my life to the extent that it then begins to exercise authority over other areas of my life. Let me not say, okay, because it's only showing up now in this area. We all know that when evil comes in, evil comes in like every virus, like every germ. It comes in very copiously as if it's only coming to take a little space. The more we give it space and oxygen, either by not addressing it with medication or whatever, it then begins to grow. And all of a sudden, it then takes over the entire body. It's no longer just about I had a pain or there was a slight pain in my head or in my head. It's now like I cannot do anything. I am ill. It's no longer I have a headache. It's I am sick. You know, so I shouldn't say because this is only showing up in one aspect of my life under very specific conditions. It is not coming to actually do far more. Knowing the devil and the way he works, Bible says you should not give him any place. So I need to make that spirit of fear, that anxiety, I need to make it uncomfortable in my life and in my heart. It's, it, is, it is getting to come. In fact, it has almost become a stronghold. So I need to deal with this. I really need to deal with it. I trust God to help me. So I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Thank you very much for... <clears throat> it's actually a stronghold, yeah. It's an imagination and a stronghold that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into every thought and captivity. So I'm saying that Second Corinthians 4... 3 verse 4 is actually more relevant because it's actually a stronghold and an imagination so yeah so I, I, I need to spend some time with the Lord for me to understand how I'm going to deal with this but I hope this is useful well let's just say we're not bringing this to an end here like this our lives don't come to an end simply because God tells us something today and we don't learn everything and know everything simply because 
we had a how would I say an aha moment this seems like an aha moment that is pointing to me that I need to spend some more time to know more and as I know more I will share it I trust that God will make what we have learned today useful and applicable for you to somehow maybe there's something in your life as well that you have left you know on dealt with and maybe this is God also wanting to make us all realize that no let's talk about this let's find a solution we need to do something and not just as a one-off but something that you're going to start doing as a spiritual wellness um, lifestyle change for a period of time to be able to address this on a spiritual level and then bring us to that place of wellness where we need to be so um thank you very much for listening um the, the word of god says in john 10 verse 10 that the enemy the thief comes to steal to kill to destroy but that jesus has come that we may have life and have it in abundance so anything that works against that abundant life is not of god and the bible says we should not give it any place in our lives so in the spirit of abundant life i pray and i ask and i and i thank god because i know that he will give me the wisdom us you and i the wisdom that we need to deal with those things that the devil has is trying to steal and to kill or to destroy in our lives and in our hearts in jesus name amen thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen